Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everybody another episode of Path to Podcast Success. I've got a guest here with me that I I am very much interested in interviewing, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. So Jill Valentine. Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Super excited to be here. So I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and that is by making sure that the audience and everybody listening is on the same page. So go ahead and tell us, who are you and what do you do? So um, I am the co-founder of Yugo Travel for Change, and I'm a transformative travel and social impact coach. So what I do is I run a coaching program that includes an international volunteer experience abroad. So it's for people that are looking for more giving back in their life, to deepen their sense of purpose, their sense of meaning, just reconnect with themselves, have an adventure, give back. Um, and it's all about helping them find their confidence, the clarity, um, just deepening their, you know, world experience. It's just an incredible program where, yeah, I take people abroad, we volunteer, it's amazing, immersive experience. And then there's this whole coaching program around that, that just helps them dive into, uh, who they are and the difference that they want to make in the world. That, that is incredible. I, it's really cool that your coaching program, it includes volunteer work abroad. Uh, I think that's very interesting. I've never talked to someone who does that. Um, how long I have you been I might be the only person. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing it for? I have been doing it since uh, 2015. So I ran my first mm-hmm. program in 2015 uh, to Belize. And I've run about a program every year until COVID happened. Um, okay. And. So yeah, so that's a gush, like a guess almost six years now. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I'm kind of curious what, why, uh, why volunteer work abroad? What made you, were you a coach for a while and then decided to add that or kind of what's the story on, on what, why, so why this? It actually, I mean, when it really comes down to it, this truly is um, an expression of who I am and, and what I want to bring into the world. Uh, I'm a huge humanitarian. I always have been. I have volunteered for thousands of hours for numerous nonprofits. I worked in the nonprofit sector for years. Um, and I'm also uh, a coach. And I took my coaching program after I had spent a year living abroad in Uganda doing volunteer work in the disability sport arena. And when I came home, I wasn't really happy. I didn't really know what I was going to be doing. I decided to become a coach, got certified. And then, of course, everyone's like, what's your niche going to be? Who are you going to coach? How are you going to coach? And something just resonated that it was going to have to do with like giving back, volunteering. It was just so who I was 
And then I went to the Philippines to volunteer for a month and interview people and be like, what could this intersection look like? You know, um, and it was volunteering abroad after Typhoon Haiyan. And I really, like, I had always kind of known volunteering abroad could be so transformative. I'd spoken to so many people who had had these powerful experiences. And in speaking to the current volunteers, a lot of them were, again, having these like, wow, this is changing my life. And a lot of them were like, but I don't know what I'm going to do when I get home. Like, how am I going to transition after this profound experience to like, you know, going back to a nine to five job or whatever. And I really started to think the idea of marrying life coaching with volunteering abroad would be profoundly transformative. For myself, my year in Uganda had been ridiculously transformative, as had my coaching experience. Like when I became a coach, you get coached, mm-hmm. like that's the process. And both of those things together were just like, oh my gosh, life changing. And I thought these two crazily powerful experiences together would just like be mind-blowingly transformative. And there's such power in travel. There's such power in giving back and to harness that as a tool for transformation for someone who is feeling lost, is feeling that like, oh, I need more meaning. I need more purpose in my life. How do I get that? Um, to take them away, to like remove them from their life and put them in the situation of giving and connecting and bonding and all of that um, really does help shift things. It helps open people up for, you know, deep growth and inner work. So that was kind of it. I just was like, these are two big worlds in my life. And the idea of, of putting them together, I knew would be extraordinarily powerful. And it absolutely has been. Our alumni just like have the most incredible experiences. So yeah, that's how it all came to be. That's amazing. How long were you a like a coach before you added the international travel? So I had literally just almost like graduated my program. I want to say maybe 2013-ish. Um, and I was starting, you know, just one-on-one clients and doing that thing. And then I went abroad in May of 2014 to really figure out how do I want, like, what does my business want to look like and, and how am I going to move forward? And so it was pretty much almost very near at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also discovered while in the Philippines that I was pregnant, oh, Wow! which kind of threw my whole, like, I'm going to go back and start a big business and <laughs> kick this off the ground. It was like, oh, maybe I'll start it much slower. Um, and that's why I, I ran my first program in 2015. My daughter was like 10 months and I, I left her and went to Belize and took a group for a week and and all of that kind of stuff. So it was pretty very early on in my coaching um, career that I, I knew also for myself that sitting at home and doing one-on-one coaching calls wasn't going to be my jam. That's just not how I function. I'm an adventurer. Right. Um, I love creating like really awesome group settings for deep inner growth and, you know, providing that kind of safety and really connecting and being amongst people. Um, so I pretty much knew early on in my coaching that it was going to be something different than just the one-on-one, you know, from my home kind of stuff. And so I set forth right. to figure out what that was going to be. So it was pretty early. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's really interesting. That is very interesting. And oh, that's just really, that's just really cool to me. Having that kind of transformation, taking your clients 
to do volunteer work abroad. Like I said, I've never seen anyone else do that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really powerful work. Is that so that, so you don't then, does all the coaching take place during the traveling? No. So what we do is it's usually about a three month coaching program. And mm-hmm. we do about three or so group coaching calls before we go. And there's exercises and, you know, coaching exercises you get. And then we get on the call and we connect and share and, and bond. And then we arrive in country. And honestly, it's, the, it's one of my most exciting parts. These people that have been connecting over Zoom for like, you know, about a month and a half or so and have really gotten connected. It's like a reunion at the airport when we pick everybody up and they're all meeting for the first time in person. And then we spend a week or two, depending on the program, um, volunteering. And on certain days, we will have some coaching sessions. And again, it's usually like somewhere beautiful, like beside the sea or, you know, like out in some beautiful garden somewhere, you know, after a long day of volunteering, we'll Mm -hmm. have a great coaching session. So a number of coaching sessions will take place. There's a one-on-one coaching that will take place. Um, And then we go home and this is the, like the juicy part for me is we go home and we continue the program. So it's another three group coaching calls after, and that's the most transformative piece it's the coming home and the bringing home what you've discovered and learned you know how do Mm -hmm. you bring that home how do you reintegrate into your life what has come up and usually a lot does come up like I've also you know been on the receiving end of this kind of experience a lot comes up and you're going home and you're like how do I tell my partner that I've changed and that I've come to these realizations and you know and and we help them to to understand the trans, you know, the, the transformation they've experienced. We, we help them mm-hmm. to be like, well, you discovered your values. So that's what you can go home and share with your partner. You know, you can go home and share that you realize that this is what you're missing in your life or that you want to bring more playfulness to, you know, your life or whatever it might be. And like, that's the kind of stuff that we do. And some people are like, oh my gosh, I've realized this and they want to make these changes. And we go home and we help them actually implement the changes, not just kind of go back and you know, stick their head in the sand and kind of keep going with their lives, but take what's come up for them and and make it, you know, make it in their life now. Because um, I think that's that's the biggest thing that the transition home piece. And oftentimes we'll have the most incredible experience, and it's like, what made it so amazing? Like, was it the people? Was it who you were? Was it what you were doing? And like how can you bring that home? So your life is amazing here. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make it an amazing life. And that's what I had to do. I had the most incredible time in Uganda and I came back to Toronto and I was like unhappy and everything. And I was like, wait a minute. I had purpose in Uganda. I had adventure. I had an amazing community. And I was like, if I want to be happy here in Toronto, those are the things I need to foster. And then I took the steps to do so. So there's a lot of, of work before, during, and um, sort of after the actual experience abroad. Mm-hmm. I really like just, I don't know. I just, I think it's so interesting, everything that you're doing. Um, who is the kind of person who you think would benefit the most from the kind of work that you do? Um, well, I mean, for sure, the, the, like the communities we actually help are the ultimate, you know, beneficiaries. Um, we go in and do, um, you know, work that we ask them about. And it's very grassroots, very community led. So, you know, we've built things like perimeter fences, like we don't go in and sort of say, this is what we want to do. We go into a community and say, 
what would you, you know, what would you like us to do? What do you need help with? What's your, you know, long-term planning? Um, yeah, and how yeah. can we help accelerate, you know, that work or enhance it? Um, on the client side, the people that seem to benefit um, kind of end up being sort of one of two groups of people. Um, one, we get people that might work in more of a corporate role. They're kind of feeling like a sense of like, I feel like there's more, I need more meaning, more purpose in my life. I just don't know what that is. Or I, I want to make a little, maybe a transition. I want to move into something different. Um, what is that? And that's part of the program that we dive into. Like your, your, your purpose, like how can we add more meaning into right. your life? Um, so that's one group. And then the other we often get is, is entrepreneurs who are, you know, doing their thing, but they're also looking to like up level. They're looking to up level their confidence. They're looking to up level their community, their connection. Um, they're looking to give back in a more meaningful way. Um, you know, cause maybe they do stuff for business, but they're not necessarily like helping, you know, those that are suffering. Um, and so those tend to be, we kind of get the unhappy corporates as we call them. Or, you know, entrepreneurs that are, you know, again, we've had incredible um, people come through the program and we have one of our programs includes climbing Kilimanjaro. So we spend a week volunteering in Tanzania and then we climb Kilimanjaro together. And we've had people from all of the, like what I just mentioned, um, just have this profound experience of like, I gained such clarity in the week of volunteering and then I gained such confidence climbing the mountain. And, you know, I've deepened my relationships with the people that we're here with. And I'm realizing what's possible for my relationships at home. They come home and like their lives are just changed in so many ways. And it's hard for me to sort of say like this one person with this specific thing is the ideal um, mm -hmm. because the program offers so much. I've had right. people come because they are seeking more community and they have been right. like, oh my gosh, this was like the most bonding experience with these like 12 incredible souls. We've had people come because, you know, like I said, unhappy in their job or wanting more courage and are like, oh my gosh, I need more confidence, you know, right. in my business and to step into my leadership. And I think climbing a mountain is going to help me with that. Yeah. 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 So, there, total of, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's one thing that you said, you said uh, uh, you help some people, something people find is purpose mm -hmm. when they are uh, uh, do these kinds of things. And purpose has been something that um, I have put a lot of thought into over the years just the concept of purpose and what it means for for me and for everyone because that was always a struggle for me when I was going through school was what do you want to be when you grow up right I never knew um and so only now as an entrepreneur do I kind of realize that purpose is more about building your life the way you want it to be not just what job you have um and so tell yeah yeah I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts on just purpose and, and what, what have you and people you've worked with found, you know, in, in terms of that? So, yeah, it's so funny because this is like literally, I like, I love this, this kind of stuff. I, I find it so like interesting to dive into and you're right. A lot of people kind of slot themselves into existing career boxes. You know, like they're just like, I think, I think I kind of like this sort of thing. So I'm going to go and do, you know, this, I'm going to be a lawyer or a doctor because those already exist. Um, and I will find purpose through that. Um, and that you definitely can, don't get me wrong. But for, for the work that we do, it's really like tapping into the who you are, the gifts mm -hmm. that you have, the strengths that you have, the resources, like really who you are. And then 
figuring that out and then figuring out what you want to be doing in the world. How do you want to be making the world a better place? How do you want to be of service in the world? And that's not to say that, and that's my other thing, your job does not have to be your, your sole purpose in life. You can infuse purpose into any job, which is awesome and make it feel purposeful and make it feel amazing. But you can have a, a bigger purpose that isn't necessarily your career. And that's kind of the thing that we look at. Like, who are you as a human being? Your job, your parent, your all these things. Like, why are you here? And what can you contribute to the world? Mm-hmm. And then we look at it and go, okay, do you want to do that through your job? Or is that through volunteering? Or are you going to start a foundation? Or are you going to become an advocate? Like there are so many ways to infuse that sense of purpose. And it's not all about like going and working fully immersed in that. And I, I that was what I used to do and, and be confused about it is like, I want to be giving back. And I would be like, oh, I'm going to go and be an event coordinator and a fundraiser for these charity. But I was like, I felt like I was that the job should hold the purpose. But I was like, but that wasn't actually giving me purpose. There was so much more I could have been doing beyond that, if that makes any sense. And so we Mm -hmm. help people really dive into like the who they are and what they're passionate about in the world in terms of like the difference they want to make. And then how does that fit into your life? And maybe it is a job. Maybe you do want to dedicate your life fully and completely to a cause. Maybe you want to dedicate an hour. Maybe you just want to give some money. Um, So we kind of look at purpose in a, in, a, in a bigger way than just like, let's go find you a job with purpose. Right. Look at your whole life and like, what does that mean? Um, and yeah, and if it is a job, then we help you figure that out and what would make sense. And if you have a job and you want it to feel more purposeful, that's a different angle as well. You can infuse purpose. There's, there's an amazing book um, called um, Do Good Work. Um, do good, sorry, do good at work um, by B. Boca Landro. And it's about literally job purposing, but like making any job purposeful. Um, and so, yeah, that's another whole whole angle, but it's a, it's a great read um, for anybody that's right. had a job and wants more purpose, more meaning in their day. Right. That's very interesting because like I said, purpose is something I've put a lot of thought into over the years. And so it's always interesting to get you know, someone else's perspective on, on purpose, especially someone like yourself, because the kind of work that you do with people and, and how you go about it is, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, something that is like the dictionary definition of, of purpose, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And fulfilling that. Yeah. But interestingly, and that's the thing, like we can get very like, oh, your purpose has to be this big, profound. And it's like, I find purpose in my parenting. I like being a, a mother. I find purpose through, you know, creating an amazing community of, of people and friends. Like I find great purpose in fostering friendships. I have purpose in the work that I do with my clients. I have purpose in the work that we do in the communities that we go. And then beyond, beyond above and beyond that, I actually do additional volunteering and helping in, you know, communities in Uganda that I've connected with and local volunteering. And so I actually like, I don't have one purpose. I have a number of outlets that help me to feel purposeful and to add meaning to my life. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing that you need to look at. Like some people are like, what is my one purpose? And it's hard to narrow it down and put so much weight in this like one thing. And it, 
this is the one cause. Like I don't have one cause. There's a multitude of things that I, I feel add purpose and meaning to my life. Right. I love that. That is, that is, that has been what I have found purpose to be as well over the years instead of I really, they really do just kind of teach you, you know, purpose is really just like what your job is. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just really not true. And so that's really cool to hear you say that. Something else I kind of wanted to ask you about is uh, fear, because I have a feeling a lot of people are pretty fearful around the kind of work that you do um, and participating in it, right? I mean, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, doing the kind of volunteer work, going abroad, like that stuff is, uh, it's not easy, you know, it's, it's not something that people just kind of get up and do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what has your experience been uh, both with yourself and with people that you've worked with? Um, tell me a little bit about the fear that you might've had and then how you moved past it. So it's so interesting you ask, because the one thing I have learned is everybody has fear, mm-hmm. but everyone's fears are so different. Um, yeah. For me, no fear around climbing the mountain. Even my first time I did it, I've, I've done it twice. So when I go again in 2022, um, you know, it'll be my third time. But I don't, I didn't have fear around that. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. have fear when I travel generally. For me, I get more fearful when it actually comes to people interactions. Like, mm-hmm. like that's what makes me fearful. But I also know other people, no worries, showing up in a group and, you know, that's, not a fear at all but the idea of climbing a mountain totally will bring them fear so what i have found is is we we have literally gotten people who have been afraid of all the things like i don't know if i'm going to be able to do this the mountain makes me scared or am i going to be able to do the physical work they also can get very like they get fearful about being vulnerable um so when it comes to like the coaching and the, the expectation of sharing with each other they get afraid of that, which is, again, huge fear for a lot of people right. being very vulnerable and being seen. Um, and so what I try to do in our program is to provide as much safety as we possibly can, like psychological safety from everything from like we keep the group small, it's 12 people, it's go at whatever pace you want, go as deep as you want. There's never an expectation to share if you're not comfortable. Um, and that's why we start, we start sort of like, I don't throw you in the deep end of, you know, vulnerability. We start with some easy questions. We warm you up and we get you to know each other so that yes, in the middle of the, you know, of the first or second week, like, yes, we're going deep in the coaching, but we haven't thrown you into that. Um, and then on the other stuff, like we give everybody like a lot of, um, information as much as possible if people are concerned i'm like i will tell them literally what climbing the mountain is like and i think that can really help like knowledge is power right the fear is the fear of the unknown like an inability and so the more that i can prepare people let them know what's to be expected let them know there's no expectations um you know we're we're there as a team we're super supportive the more you can just provide information security, certainty, and support, I think that's what helps people to alleviate like their fears. And it's not to say you're going to eradicate it. Someone who's afraid of like the mountain isn't not suddenly going to go away altogether just because I said some words and reassured them. Um, 
but it's about getting them to a place where they can feel comfortable to step out of their comfort zone and push themselves, knowing that there's a group of 12 people that will be there safely. Um, I'm also, I think, a very friendly and approachable person. So, you know, even just, I will talk on the phone with people before we go. I pick you up at the airport. Like, you will be in my company. I will be watching out for you. So again, just really providing people that knowledge that like someone's going to be there that super cares for you. You know, you've got people looking out for you. And honestly, by the time we're climbing the mountain, everyone is so bonded and so supportive. People just feel so safe to share, to climb, to, you know, push them out of their comfort zone, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainty is, is what really helps, you know, and, and we try to provide as much as that as possible. We use like um, amazing in-country partners that know what they're doing. You know what I mean? I'm not like right. calling up the first like tour guide of Hilly. Like I'm working with a group. Gosh, our tour guide last year had summited like 70 times, you know, like oh, yeah. the mountain. I was like, I feel safe and solid with this guy. Like it's providing those things that help people feel solid and secure. And that's, we try right. to do that as much as possible. Right. That is, that is incredible. That I just can't stress enough how powerful I, you know, see your work as and what you're doing. It is incredible how you're helping people at such a deep level. Um, and I think that's a good place to uh, stop the interview for people who are interested in, in you and in what you're doing. Uh, where can they find out more about you? Yeah. So, um, I'm on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group called the Yugo The More Community because it's all about people looking for, you know, more giving, more living, more connection. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. We've got an Instagram page and we have a website and we are running a program um, called Courage Community Kilimanjaro that's coming up um, in the spring of 2022. And like I said, it'll include a week of volunteering where we build a uh, help to build a women's shelter and then a week of climbing Kilimanjaro, all part of an amazing coaching program. So, yeah, and I know I, I know you'll include, you know, all those links and things in the oh, notes yeah. so people can check it out Heck there yeah. and connect. I'm super friendly. People can reach out, private message me. Like, I just, I love connecting with people who have an interest in these things. If you're interested in volunteering, giving back, personal development, adventuring, like, please reach out. I'd love to, you know, connect. So, yeah. Yes, that is amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Joe, for being willing to come on the podcast. Thank you so much, Evan, for having me. This has been absolutely lovely. And I have to say, you have like the most like just comic voice. And it's so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> this has been really, really uh, wonderful. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.